Welcome to the My Sister Told Me podcast, where your hosts, Emily and Naomi. Happy New Year, besties. It is 2024. It is January 2nd, and we are so excited to be here with you. I can't believe it. 2024. Wow. Let's go. Right, it is very exciting. Yes, I'm very excited. Because I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that 2023 is just like it's just such a yucky sounding year. So to have 2024 a good even number mm. it felt good. It does. Good thing. Good things coming for sure. Yeah. January also always just feels so fresh. So full yeah. of potential. Snowy also. True. Uh, I am not someone who enjoys staying up for New Year's. Actually, to be honest, my ideal New Year's is going to bed early so that I just wake up in the new year feeling like energized and ready. So I definitely. Sorry, what? No, go ahead. I just made random noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, so I definitely didn't stay up late and do anything social that night. Speaking from the past into the present and future. Right. You know, as of past us does not know what we're doing for New Year's, but I'm sure it was fun and I was probably also in bed. No, I feel like I'm still at that age and in that time of life where I have enough things to do that I can stay up until midnight. Mm. But then I'm cranky at for the last hour. And then I'll be going to bed immediately at 12.01. Or, like, driving home and then immediately. Yeah. No, I love that people love it. Just, to me, it's not fun. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'd rather just, like, be excited about the first. That's valid. I like that. I'll try with that. Do you... What did you do yesterday on the first? Oh, let me do plan, please. <laughs> Well, as this is being recorded in December before um, traveling to Moncton for the holidays, I will assume that I cleaned my house because mm-hmm. that's one of Nick's favorite things. And that'll be something so fresh. Uh, definitely went for a family walk with our dog. I don't know. Maybe got some coffee. Just had like a cozy, fun day productive day that sounds amazing maybe some baking to be honest i'm not a huge baker sorry cooking well says the literal bread chef okay that's a work in progress i actually have a loaf proofing now as we speak um but i don't i don't love baking i would like to do it more but Sometimes it just feels useless to me as, like, two people who don't, I don't know, like, I, Nick and I don't like the same things. I'm not super big on baked goods myself, so it's like, okay, yeah. I'm making a whole batch of something for Nick, which just feels like a lot. Not necessarily right. as an act of service, but, like, a lot to be like, hey, here's a whole cake. Hey, here's a whole batch of cookies and right sometimes when i give my neighbors things i'm like i don't know if you actually wanted this yes yeah i overthink it too much but i do love to cook yes and you're good at it too thank you and cooking you can add your own touch whereas with baking you really can't i actually had a conversation with a friend a while ago and we were both talking about how it's nice to cook because you can kind of just do what you want and just be like, yeah, I know this will turn out because I know how to do stuff like this and just feel good about it. And you get yeah. like you look at a cookbook and you're like, oh, I'm not going to follow this recipe at all, but I'll get inspired by it. Yes. Whereas with baking, that's not really an option. You kind of have to follow the recipe or things are going to fall apart. All right. Because remember when I said that I made carrot cake and then <laughs> I ha- didn't have an ingredient, so I improvised and it tasted. So, um, what did I say? sour uh salt. yeah bitter it tasted just like baking soda which is oh, just isn't yeah 
And that's happened before. Like, even if you do the steps in the wrong order, it just doesn't work. The amount of eggs and flour that I've wasted because I just skipped a teensy-weensy little step in the process. Well, another thing is apparently your climate will interfere with your baking. Oh, right. Like, if you live on a mountain or at sea level, that kind of changes things because of the air. And then spring and summer versus winter baking is different. It's just more temperamental. That's so crazy. Um, But speaking of cooking, I made a really good chili yesterday. And chili in the winter months is just astounding. Very cozy, especially since your meals are in the dark. So true. Turn on the Christmas tree. Turn on the mood lighting. Get the chili. The best part, one of my favorite parts about chili is putting, like, way too much cheese on it. Then, like, you dip your spoon in to eat it and your spoon gets, like, coated in cheese. You have to scrape it off with your teeth. Mm-mm. <laughs> so delicious. That is a super like, cozy meal. Yeah. And tonight we had pad thai. Ooh. Do you make it? Um, not really because Costco had these little pad thai instant things, kind of like instant ramen, but pad thai. And they came in like more like takeout packages almost. Oh, interesting. And so we tried them last week and they were good, but I thought it'd be really good to add chicken and stir fry. So I did that yeah. and I like, made the chicken, made the stir fry put it in the instant stuff and it was really good it doesn't taste like normal pad thai it's very different but it's very good oh interesting do you like um like the costco kind of pre-packaged meals do you know what i mean um we love quinoa salad from there but and uh we got the shepherd's pie which was good i didn't love it but it was pretty good but the other ones not really we haven't really tried hmm have you? I assume no. No. I haven't. But that's what you like that's what I initially thought you were gonna say when you said kind of like the prepackaged. I think they do have something. Maybe the chow su or something. Or I have no idea. No, I don't know what it is. But they're gonna make things like quick. And yeah, it took like ten minutes. Yeah, that's nice. So gorgeous. That is very exciting. That's part of the new year. That is actually one of my goals for the new year mm-hmm. is to have more, not niche, what is the word? Have more signature meals. Something, if it's easier, if it takes a little bit of prep, just something that we know that we like, we know that we have, we can make right. it easily. That makes sense. Because I feel like I find myself on Pinterest so often like looking for a meal and then I end up going back to the same thing I've always had right just like having a list mm-hmm. and being like these are our go-tos these are things exactly. that we really love and that are like second nature to make exactly and sometimes we try new ones but then just mm-hmm. have those ones for when we need them something that I'm hoping to get better at I guess now that we're talking about being in the kitchen is Nick and I have a crock pot and we never ever use it and I feel like that would be like a real time saver and like I said I really do enjoy cooking but it would be nice to just be able to be a little more hands-off sometimes definitely or kind of make like a larger batch or something like that yep like with my chili I made it in the crock pot so the night before I had time so I made up the meat Mm. and then the next I put it in the fridge the next morning I like dumped all the cans in turned it on to low then it cooked all day when I came home it was ready and now we have like two servings of leftovers left in the fridge plus another five servings in the freezer in a bag right and they'll yeah, be that great yeah so I recommend yeah that is something that I would like to prioritize a little more also stew mm. I I do make a good, like, I make a decent amount of stews and soups and stuff, but I never make them in the crock pot. Right. And it couldn't be that much harder. No, because what I like about it, soups are fun because you're kind of building it and kind of, like, layering in everything. But I feel like with a crock pot, you kind of just throw everything in at the same time, right? Yeah. Well, soup's kind of yucky anyways. (laughs) 
Well, maybe you wouldn't hate my soup. Maybe. I'll make sourdough. True. I'll just have that. I'll have a little soup and lots. No, me will have a dry soup. No, bro. Exactly. That, well, that's the whole freaking problem is that it's just, I don't want my vegetables swimming in a bath. <laughs> True, but there can be so much nutrients in the, in the broth. But is there flavor or is it just pepper flavor? You give soup pepper flavor? No. Are you calling me out? No. Oh. <laughs> One generation above you? Oh. Hi. Don't like your soup. Love you. <laughs> that. But yes, water and pepper. And chicken and rice and peas. Literally, I egg. never ever make soup with rice. I can't do it. Not meant to be into it. It's potatoes. Yes. And flavor. Luke loves that little canned soup from the grocery store at Campbell's. With the rice and the carrots and the peas. So disgusting. The tomato base, but not tomato soup. It's just like tomato oil. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Literally nasty. Once he had it, I literally had to leave the room because I couldn't even stand the smell of it. I think dad always loved it, too. Yeah. I am not a soup in a can kind of girl. Can't do it. It's, it's not really a big thing anymore because I feel like in the Great Depression and in all those times, it was a huge lifesaver for everyone. Game-changing, life-changing, soup in a can, so easy, so cheap. But like, bleh. What else? What else? Oh, sorry. I was going to say the same thing. Do you have any, what else? What else? Um, well, I think a while ago I had mentioned that I was trying to get into a vitamin grind and Nick and I went to um, Luminate's like birthday celebration. And since yeah. then, I've been really good at being consistent with my vitamins, which I've liked. And I know that especially during the winter with getting less sunlight and stuff and things just being colder I want to be able to support my body more with that. So I'm hoping that I can continue to be consistent with like taking vitamins and then herbal tinctures and stuff. Herbal what? Tinctures. Huh? Like herbal supplements too. I've never heard of tinctures, tonics. Oh. It's interesting. Yeah, I've been, I've been. Honestly, I've been t- better at taking herbs than vitamins for a while, but I, I want to be good at both. And I also have this little, I am a low iron girly and slightly anemic. And um, something that I got a couple of years ago that I forgot about in one of my moves and recently have rediscovered and started trying to implement more is I have something called like a little iron fish or a lucky fish or something. Iron fish. Yeah. So putting that in soups or like in the pan or something that I'm cooking into just kind of trying to up that iron intake and stuff. And that's really easy for your body to, I guess, digest and ingest. So trying to be better at using that too. Yeah, that is good because it doesn't really have flavor, does it? It just makes it- no. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like walking into the new year and going, "Oh, I'm gonna do this, this, and this," and kind of trying to kickstart everything at once, isn't always like doesn't always set you up for success, you know? No, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So this is something that over the past few months I've been trying to implement and get better at. And I'm hoping to continue in. Exactly. Yeah. Smart. I've kind of been doing the same thing. I've been trying to... Have you heard of the 75 hard? Yes, I have. I'm doing nothing like that. (laughs) 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 like that. No, no, no. 75 days. Okay. 25 days. And I started it like December 3rd. 
and just like a few things that I'm going to do every day just like to check off. So what are what are a few of those things that you're doing? The first thing is 10 step um 10 steps now. Medical <laughs> steps every day. I have to walk out of my apartment bathroom. Yeah, 10,000 steps every day cuz I have been getting like 8,000 usually. Right. Yeah. That's my goal on my Fitbit, mm-hmm. but I'm like I can do 10,000, so why not? Like it's just that much better. Yeah. And then and you also have a job that enables you to be a little busy. Yes, exactly. Lots of walking involved. And then if I don't get them in, I can just go for a walk or just do like a little. I found these walking 5K step videos on YouTube and I'll just put it on in the background while I watch TikTok or put it on my phone while I watch a movie or something. I'll just like walk and do. It's not just normal walking. It's like sidestepping. Like just like probably those crazy videos that moms used to do in the 2000s. Like, you know, but just like kind of but way toned down like you're just walking but like you're not you know okay yeah look at you yeah so just like something to get the steps in that's easy because i like easy Mm -hmm. things and then two water bottles a day so i always bring one of my awalas to work so i have to drink all of that at work then i have my other awala at home so before work in the morning and then after work in the evening after i have to drink that all all one no that whole one whoa hydrated queen so I don't know how much water that is, but two water bottles. I think they're 40 ounces. Doesn't say around 80 ounces, likely. 80 ounces. That's probably good. And then gua sha also. I've been trying really hard to use my gua sha every day. That's so good. Yeah. And great for your lymphatic system. Yes. Also, is it heard that it helps you with your allergies or like congestion at all? No, I'm still sniffing up a storm, but. No. That's okay. Maybe eventually. But it's been like a month of me doing that. That one I started a while ago. Wow. Look at you go. Yep. And then the other one is like part of the 75 hard or soft challenge mm-hmm. is to read. So um, I've been reading the, well, it's actually not really reading, but on the Bible app, it has like these little stories and it's like a little someone talking, like doing a little devotional then you read the verse a day then you like do this little diddle, diddle, diddle. so i've been doing that every day too so that's like, awesome. and it's all stuff that's easy to do i can get it all done mostly in my morning routine because i wake up usually at 5 45 but then i don't have mm-hmm. to go to work till 7 30 well i have to turn on my car do all that stuff so like 7 15 yeah. so i have all that time i used to just like get out of bed go get ready and then go sit on the couch and watch tiktok for like literally 45 minutes because i could Right. And you're also someone who's like, okay, I'm up. I'm ready. What do I do now? Exactly. Because I can get ready super quick, but I also, I need to be up way before because if I only get up right before then I'm stressed out and it's like, I like slow mornings. So yeah. If I can get a lot of stuff done in the morning, then it's just like sets me up for a good day, you know? For sure. Um, Do you still do your legging overnight curls? Sometimes if I'm feeling up for it. Nice. Um. So when you started December third, when will be your tw- or your seventy fifth day? Uh, February twenty ninth, sixteenth. I thought it would be like well into March. Day. It'll be so fun. We get an extra day of life. As a kid, I always hated it because my birthday's so close to leap day that it was like one more day to wait for my birthday. Right. You know, and I always just wanted to be older, so it always made me mad. But now, it's just like I just have vendetta against it for no reason. You know? Oh, is it a? It's a Thursday. Interesting. Weird. You know what I think would be the worst thing ever? What? If your birthday was on not leap day, but if it was on daylight savings. <laughs> So then you lose an hour of your birthday. I would riot. I don't really care that much about my birthday anymore. But as a kid, if I got one less hour than everybody else in the whole entire entire universe for my birthday. Oh, like, man. Um, daylight savings means you lose an hour in the day. So that's yeah. that you have one less day. I mean, one less hour. And that's also, you wake up later, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. 
But like now I wouldn't care that much. A little I would. But it wouldn't happen because my birthday is close, but not close enough. Because it usually happens right. around the 10th. And mine's the 16th. So it's like, I don't think it could ever happen. But I don't know because Easter this year is like super early. In March, right? Yeah, March 30th. What is up with that? Crazy. I remember it's like happened before. Leap Day, which is crazy because you think that would push Yeah. Easter is weird because they just choose, like, it's just random. I think it's based on the moons, like how many moon cycles or something. Because it's not like the first Monday of every April, you know? It's not like that. I saw something that was like, if... I'm going to get this all wrong because I really don't remember and I saw it a long time ago. But it's like, okay, if every month was 28 days and every day had 25 hours, then, like, we wouldn't need a leap day. And, like, things would just be the exact same and we'd always be in cycle, like, with the moon and the tides and stuff. Really? And it's like, and then everything would actually be normal and not be confusing every time. Because then also, like, if it was always 28 days, then Sunday would always be the first day of the month. Oh, and it would always end perfectly on Saturday. Wait. Yeah. No, it's saying everything would be, like, perfect. That's so interesting. Yeah. But I, there must be so many flaws to that that we just can't see because then it would just be like that, you know? Well, I feel like it, no one's going to commit to a new calendar year. Because also, what do you do with all those people who had birthdays? Oh, your day doesn't exist anymore? Like, it's just, it's way too much admin. You can't get the whole, you can't get everybody to change their whole That's so calendar and understanding of that. We can't even get everyone to get rid of daylight savings, let alone the entire calendar. They should have done it a long time ago. Julius Caesar, it was up to you, but you just decided to invite yourself into the calendar. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. I would love to look more into that. Because the reason we have Leap Day, of course, is because the world spins at 365.25. Mm -hmm. So we need to get in that extra quarter every four years. But does that mean that like every year is a little different? Like this year and last year are not going to have the same... No, I don't know what I'm trying to say, because obviously they're different. Yeah. I don't know, but that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Love it, though. <laughs> so, anything else happening this year? 2024 Paris Olympics? True. When will that be? Winter Olympics? Summer. Because they're swimming. I don't Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Mr. Cody Simpson, he posted a video of him, like, a couple of weeks ago singing one of his old songs, On My Mind. Could I think it was actually last week. On oh, My Mind. Yes, you saw it? Yes, because I was not a fan of Cody Simpson growing up. I did not like his music. I did not like his little teeny bopper vibe. I just, I, I couldn't get into like the boy band phase completely. Um, But his music now, I love. When we release our playlist, you will see that I love his new music. And I just think that he's a really cool artist right now and has really come into himself. Um, So we'll absolutely be cheering him on in the Olympics. But did not really care when he posted that other video, in all honesty. Well, I, as a kid, like, I obviously knew his song, ay, 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 but we always made fun of it. But then yeah. I was in the ninth grade, one of my friends and I kind of rediscovered him. And, like, I started listening to all of his songs all the time. We, like, only listened to exclusively Hannah Montana and Cody Simpson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was her favorite song on my mind. And I haven't talked to this friend literally probably since 10th grade. But part of me, six years later, thought, hmm, did I send that to her? Did you? Just like as a little, no, I didn't. I still uh, could, but you totally it, it might be too long. I'm like, hey, remember me? Look at this. Wow. That's just so crazy. 
we were like obsessed with him but it's like it was 10 years after his first reign and it was still before his second reign right yeah because his even his music in like 2020 i was a fan of yeah but specifically his newest album oh so good I learned in, I think, 2019 or something like that, I learned Dear Marie on the ukulele when I was in my ukulele phase. Mm. I play that all the time. Well, yeah, that's the one I was, like, that was one of the first songs that I showed Joey when we were living at Dad's when the pandemic hit. Right. And I got my, we left university. Well, I guess that was 2021. Huh? No, it was 2020. It was 2020. Okay. Yeah. Remember last year, leap year? That was leap year. I think it was right around leap day that everything actually shut down. Uh, no, it was right after March break. Break. Oh, yeah, because it was right before my birthday. Yeah, right after March break. Yes, I recall. Because people that got back, it was the week after March break for us because people who had gotten back from like their grad trip couldn't come back to school because they'd gone to Italy and there was COVID in Italy. Or coronavirus, as we called it back then. Right. And then the next week, it was everything was gone. So nuts. But yeah, that was when I I was I was playing it on the piano, and Drew was like, "Oh, that's a cool song." Wow. And now he's all grown up, both him and Cody Simpson. He definitely does not listen to Cody Simpson anymore, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> Well, do you have any other goals aspirational i was gonna say speaking of instruments i am hoping to become a little more consistent with playing the guitar i feel like every few months i pick it up a little bit and then i have this issue where in middle school when we had the music class (laughs) we i played the flute and when I played, my fingers would sometimes lock. And I have that issue with playing the guitar too. So sometimes I just give up because it's so uncomfortable just having like your fingers lock and just really yeah. inconvenient. And there's probably exercises and stuff that I should be doing and could be doing to kind of improve. I don't even know what the issue is. But to fix that, and I would like to do that because I would, like I, I have a really nice guitar and I want to be able to play it. And it also means that my husband, Nick, who he is very, he has an electric guitar and an acoustic guitar. And he also, with those, has a lot of pedals. And I think it would be cool to Mm -hmm. kind of experiment with that a little bit with the guitar, too. That would be very cool. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it goes well this time around. (laughs) Yeah. But I've tried in the past and haven't been able to be consistent. That's so valid. I get it. I get it. Um, similarly, I also want to be able to take more time for my hobbies. Because I feel like you get so busy and you just, I've been wasting my time doing like nothing, you know, when I mm-hmm. could be taking like 20 minutes to go and do Pilates or to paint something. Yeah. Or Lee is an art artist. But like I haven't done I haven't done much at all this entire year of or last year I guess of 2023. But it, it, like it's easy and it's fun. I enjoy doing it. I just get so busy that I don't. Yeah. But it's also like it makes such a difference on your mental and emotional health too when you're doing these like fun creative outlets definitely whether that's yeah movement or doing something like painting i would love to go to a pottery class together yes nothing i want more than to quit my job and be a potter ah like the emily henry book that i just read who did that in happy place yeah she that's literally what she does she quits her job follows the man of her the love of her life oh, and becomes, yeah and she has one yeah i forgot about that 
that's literally the main plot of the book but yes <laughs> that would be so amazing and it's like i see these videos and i'm like i know i could do that i've done it before i know i could do that but i just don't have the resources because it's not something you can just do from home mm. see i've never done it before but i know i could do it yes yes so yes we need to yeah that's our number one goal for 2024 um, my number one goal for 2024 is to have naomi move here Oh, okay, so sorry, that's definitely not going to happen in 2024. Don't worry, that was a little bit of sarcasm. I know it's not going to oh, happen. Okay, good. <laughs> I may be burst about bubble, but... Pottery full-time. Perfect. Very realistic and tangible. Okay, I just need to pause for one minute because my computer's about to die, and oh, I messaged him a million times to bring me my charger, but he's too busy playing video games, so I have to go do it myself. I mean, actually, three seconds. Okay. Okay, I'm back. So since I we since I just kind of brought up books, I think that I am finally ready to start getting back into reading like heavier topic books. And by that I mean I just got well, I guess in the fall I got my library card and was like, okay, I'll start reading some fiction again. And now I'm just itching for like those good like self improvement books you know do you know any um one that i had been recommended to me a lot is your body keeps score which i'm definitely interested in but i just saw one that i think i'm gonna read before that or maybe instead of that one and it's called what my bones know oh yeah yeah and just like the concept of sorry i'm just the concept of like epigenetics and the way that like there's like generational trauma and generational um I guess ties and stuff and just being more cognitive I feel like in the past few weeks I've been able to just be a little bit more aware of what I'm feeling and able to like step out of moments of anxiety a little bit better than I have in the past Ooh, and I want to be able to be more intentional with that and I feel like part of it is just like giving your brain the information so that I can see more than just what's going on in the moment I guess yeah at least for my experience I don't want to put that on anyone else but well oh yeah that's very cool I like that yeah. And it's good that you have, you already know what kind of book or what the exact book is that you should read. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also always happy to go to chapters and scope things out. So true. <laughs> I would go. Yeah. Love that place. Wow. And the library, do you go there often to browse or usually? Wait, can you look online? Just yes, I actually do most of my ordering online. That's amazing. Because the library downtown is massive and great, but the one near my house doesn't have as many options. But typically what I'll do is I'll just get like the book that I want shipped to the library near my house. And then when I go to the chiropractor, mm -hmm. I can just pick up my library book instead of driving all the way around town. And yeah. there's also options to get um audiobooks and um well not kindle because i don't do kindle but like books online like actually yeah. read them like on a device mm -hmm. so that's great that they're making it so much more accessible that is so great so smart really mm -hmm. i've i can only imagine all the work that went into putting that all on technology 
all those books, the entire inventory. True. And like, what's interesting though is that there's still copies. Like, if I wanted to get a book that I could download on my iPad, there's still a wait list for that because there might only be like three copies of it. And you're still signing it in and signing it out. That's so strange. I know. It's just words on paper. To be honest, I don't understand how the library works, but it is a wonderful, magical thing. Yes. A genius idea, truly. We have one of the free community libraries by my house. Like the little book ones? Like the... Oh, they're so cute. There's one by Maisie's Place, too. Really? Yeah. I just hers. But... No, she lives in a really wholesome area. Does she? Yeah. That's good. Everyone's walking dogs. There's like a park and kids. I just don't see that as a subdivision because it's literally in the middle of downtown. Yeah. But no, honestly, she is in a great area. That's good. Yeah. Better be with the price she pays. <laughs> is there anything else that you're like wanting to challenge yourself with or hoping to grow in or do more of i'm just really bad at making goals i feel like i have no life goals and i try but i just like it just i don't know i'm not very good at setting goals and like well it also gets really overwhelming or discouraging if things get in the way too right yeah but I don't like I don't think there's many other things. I listed many many of the ones that I've thought about. I'm sure as the new year gets closer I'll think of I mean it already happened, but <laughs> ask me things that as the new year gets closer I'll think of more. So maybe she'll have updates next episode. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, I think my last thing that I've been thinking about at this point is also I feel like a mental shift I've had the past few weeks is just feeling a little bit more sentimental about being in pictures. Whereas I've always hated the idea of being in front of a camera. Still, I'm not super keen on it. But also just like, as Nick and I have been creating more moments and like doing more things, I'll take lots of pictures of Nick and Junie separately together or like just the environment. And I feel like since our trip to Lunenburg, I'm like, okay, I want I want to be able to see myself in this too. Like I want to be able to share myself in this too. And just like being her. (laughs) Well, even just being like, okay, like we're doing these fun things, things that I want to remember and things that I like treasure. And I want to be able to in the future when we can have like when we have children, be able to like share those experiences with them Mm -hmm. and also for them to like see me part of that too and not just be like, oh, it's always Nick and Junie. That's so true. Yeah. So it's still something that I want, like, on my own terms, still something that I'm feeling a little bit iffy about, but I'm like, okay, this is for my future self and my future family. Like, these are going to be things that I do appreciate and not something that I always want to feel this negatively about. Yeah. And because you, with those pictures taken, sometimes, excuse me, sometimes it's easy to, like, be focused on the picture rather than what's going on mm-hmm. like when you know there's candid pictures being taken you're like oh like i know i'm gonna be in this picture and see it so i'm like gonna focus yeah. on the picture rather than the conversation that i'm having mm-hmm. you know so if you're starting with this like just getting those pictures and then maybe eventually when those candid pictures are happening it'll be less like annoying yeah because but i also smile for the camera yeah like, annoying. and for me i feel like i'm also kind of able to separate like Nick and I will bring our digital or our film camera a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say digital, just like a small, like 2007 little pocket camera, because we also do have a really nice, like Canon camera that yes. we use, but it's a little more professional, a little more clunky, but it's nice to just have these, like, these pictures in general just feel like more cozy and more nostalgic. And I feel. I guess like happier to be in front of a camera like that versus someone being like, okay, here's my iPhone. The new iPhone camera quality is horrendous. Like it's too really intense. And like when you get a picture, 
or like when I someone take the picture of me, I'm like, why can I see into the future of my eyeball? <laughs> why is it taking it like this? Oh man. But it's nice when you have the soft cameras that are just like really capturing the whole experience, not just every single freckle on your nose. Yeah. And I also like we grew up with the kind of digital camera feel and stuff, so our childhood photos are more of that feeling too. Yeah. So it also just maybe that's why my heart's a little softer toward it. So fair. See, what you have to do is start bringing out the eye zone digital camera. I mean, they older camera. If they bring back the film. I will buy it. Well, not for two hundred dollars. Not for two hundred dollars. If it's a reasonably priced film and I can like <laughs> thrift the body, amazing. I will get into okay. the sticker Polaroid bracelets that apparently bracelets, bracelets. not bracelets. <laughs> That's wow. I love it. Well, should we segue into our little stories? I guess we should. There's no theme. These are just well, yours is yours is New Year oriented. Yeah, so maybe we'll start with yours. Let's do that. Yeah, mine's so, not as bad. No, my sister told me the story, and it goes like this: I refused to make soup for New Year's Eve after what my mother-in-law did last year. I talked about soup today. Oh, we did. Okay, well, let's see what this soup's about. Probably disgusting. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> I, 30 female, have been together with my husband, Horton. Here's a who. 31 male for 10 years, married for four and dating for six. My mother-in-law, 58, has always hosted New Year's Eve ever since I've known him. I've always made soup for New Year's Eve and other special occasions. I'm essentially the family soup maker, and I honestly Maybe. don't really mind since I love to cook and bake. Okay, so this could be you, except the baking part. Except the baking part. <laughs> However, last year, my mother-in-law decided to make soup based off what she saw me doing when... Oh, sorry. Based off what she saw me doing when, I, when she was at my house and a recipe that she got off of Instagram. Oh, I was straight up copying. <laughs> I was surprised that she prepared a pot of her own, but didn't say anything and even got a floral scoop. It did not taste jagged, and it was barely touched, whilst mine had almost half gone near the end of the dinner. That frustrated my mother And she wound up doing a rant about how, about how everyone loves me more than her, and tried to throw my soup in the trash. I say tried because it mainly ended up on the floor. Um, rude. Horton and I kindly left after that, and my mother-in-law has not apologized for it since. Yesterday, she called me to confirm what I was making for New Year's Eve this year, and on her list of things I should make was soup. I impatiently said that I wasn't going to make soup due to last year's incident, and I'd be happy to make anything else. My mother-in-law wasn't as polite and called me gorgeous for refusing to make the soup <laughs> over a small mistake. I just refused again, and it made my mother-in-law angrier, so she told me that unless I show up with soup in it, in my hand, she wouldn't let me be at the New Year's Eve celebration. Okay. My husband says it's easier to just make the soup and keep the peace, and I shouldn't hold my mother-in-law's mistake that she made out of anger against her. Word got to my sister-in-law and brother-in-law from my mother-in-law, and they're saying I should also make it, even if it's just half of what I said I would usually make. Of what I would usually make. Wow. What do you think? I'm wondering if the mother-in-law is being so adamant about her making soup because she's thinking, okay, I'll really upstage her this year. <gasps> My goodness, she worked hard. She's been slaving away at this soup, letting it marinate for 364 days. That was her yeah. goal for the year. Yes, and now she's saying she won't make the soup? The daughter-in-law won't make the soup? How will she ever prove that she's the most loved in the family. Snow White? <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going to be in this soup? Who's the fairest of them all? Wait a minute. But also... Not... The the other option is like... 
the mother-in-law is just dismissing and pretending that nothing happened last year, which I also, dynamic-wise, that's not that's not good. I don't like that. No, because she's probably embarrassed because it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. She's not mature enough to bring it to light and to apologize. It's been a year. There's been no apology, no acknowledgement. I understand that the sister-in-law and brother-in-law would want her to make the soup because it's probably the best soup they've ever had. They probably and they want like wait for special occasions such as this for her soup. Exactly. But I think you have to take that up with the mother-in-law, not with the daughter-in-law. But also, you, like, don't bully her into making the soup. Right. Where's the advocation? And the husband, the fact that the husband is just saying, no, no, just it's going to be easier to make the soup. That's kind of... It's giving... It's giving that the mother-in-law kind of just gets to do her thing and like walk all over people and everyone kind of just steps back and lets her do it and well that she's been enabled yeah apparently if she gets upset she throws soup all over the floor trying to get in the trash so they probably just want to avoid that but she's got to learn her lesson maybe control her temper yeah grow up a little because the thing is like If you have a moment, you have a moment, but there needs to be accountability and ownership, especially like as a leading member in the family and as someone who has authority and responsibility, like there needs to be ownership of that and kind of being like, okay, the expectation is that when someone loses their temper and where someone acts out of hand and just like when there's this moment, yeah, there needs to be an apology and ownership and just like it needs to be handled properly and shown because i'm assuming that there were children present for this right don't say but like in this kind of family you'd have to assume i i feel like if it's like if it's a party and there's a lot of people i'm just assuming that children are witnessing this mm-hmm yeah, and that's not that's not a good example. Yeah. And that's also like if if we were going to an event and we knew that there was someone who was kind of prone to having outbursts like this, I like that's not an environment where I'd want my children, especially if there was no accountability or like true. checking. So true. It's clear that the mother-in-law is jealous because she says she wound up doing a rant about how everyone loves me more than her. No, ma'am. They probably love her her soup more than your soup because you got it off Instagram and tried to copy her, but you failed. Why would you... not really anything to do with you. Why would you even, like, put yourself in that situation? Right, because the soup's already good enough. Everyone already loves it. There's, like, a million, trillion, thousand different things you could make. Yeah, like if she already makes the best soup, you're not going to make the best soup finding a random recipe off of Instagram. No. like Make a good dip. Yeah, I was going to say, be the best at something else. Make something else that's kind of a showstopper. But also, multiple soups, like, that's not really something. If you're loading up a plate, you can't just throw multiple soups in there. You don't just mix Mm. soup either. Like, you need two separate bowls. And to eat two soup two times. That's so true. It's not like you can be like, oh, I'll have a little bit of this lasagna and a little bit of this lasagna. Or let me try both of these salads. Okay, because the thing is, the mother-in-law tried to imitate the soup. So not only is there two soups, but they're they're the same kind of soup, but one's just significantly worse. It could be different if there was like a chicken noodle soup and then like a tomato lasagna soup. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had lasagna soup? Because it's actually good. I guess I do I like one hand soup. You don't really do you like lasagna? I'm not really a noodle girl. But you used to love lasagna. Yeah. Well, and you wouldn't like this one because it's literally just noodles and soup and like lasagna flavor. It's like mini lasagna noodles. Cool. I do love the vibe of lasagna. It's just not really big on noodles. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways... 
Yeah. And if I was, sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, if I was in a situation where there were two similar pots of soup and I knew that one girl was the queen of soup, I'd go, hey, which one's hers? Because obviously that's the one I'm having. Definitely. Especially if the other one's untouched and not like people aren't interested (laughs) in it. And you know, like I've been waiting all year for this soup. Yeah. You're going to go for the good one. And that doesn't mean that the mother-in-law is less loved. It just means that she shouldn't be trying to compete with soup. Amen. You really set herself up for that one, actually. I'm kind of annoyed. She did. I would love an update for this, though, to find out if if they did go to this year's New Year's Eve. Like, was the mother just doing it to make better soup, or was she trying to reconcile in the, in the wrong way? Reconciliation would be January 1st, you go, hey, that was totally uncalled for that, like, I'm so sorry for the way that I acted and the way that I treated you. And, like, if I embarrassed you in any way with my outburst, your soup is lovely. I promise that I, like, next time the opportunity comes for you to make soup, I won't put myself in that same situation and I will be making another dish. All right. Let's pretend she did that and everything was fine. The end. And now the mother-in-law is the best at making muffins. Perfect. Is that what your story's about? Muffins? No. But I'll give you a hint. Mother Muffin. Huh? I miss a wedding story. Is Mother Muffin a DJ again? Um, I'm sure this was another gig of hers, okay, but she's not mentioned, so we'll just, we'll just imagine she is. Okay. Okay. It starts off with, hi, I got married this summer. Woo! But there was a situation that's been bothering me, and I'd like some unbiased opinions. Okay. I was in a friend's wedding party. Let's call her Jolene. Straight. Jolene. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Jolene. Okay, so I was in Jolene's wedding party straight out of college. This ended up being a very expensive wedding. Besides the typical costs, bridesmaid dresses, hair extensions, and lipstick, the bridesmaids planned and paid for her bridal shower, which was about $1,877 each, because she insisted on having it in the Sistine Chapel even though she had family members with houses happy to host and her family didn't want to contribute at all. She also did her bachelorette party in Italy, which I attended while recovering from a concussion, so no funny business for me. Altogether, I spent about $6,098 being in her wedding, which was extremely overwhelming being straight out of college. Uh, yeah, that's insane. When the wedding arrived, I quite literally felt like I had no money left to give and didn't give her a wedding gift. However, my plus one did buy a few items off her registry. Fast forward seven years and I'm engaged. Jolene and I are even less close than when she asked me to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. It took me five months to decide on a bridal party because I knew Jolene would be upset if I didn't pick her. Side note, she cried at our other friend's wedding who didn't reciprocate. But if I had but if I had her, then I would need to include two other friends from college and we were already at 12 bridesmaids. It just we just didn't have the budget for three more. Instead, I chose to ask my college friends to be my something blue for the wedding since I still wanted them to have a special role. All the other girls responded and said how sweet it was and that they were honored to be included. I heard nothing from Jolene. I also invited all of my college friends to my bachelorette party, to which Jolene replied, I won't let that slide, without any explanation. She wrote a card saying, We're so happy for you, babes, and gave no gift. Both her and her husband attended our wedding. I know for a fact that it's not for financial reasons because she recently quit her job since her husband makes enough to support them both. So honestly, it just felt like a slap in the face. After I put so much into her wedding, 
especially with the timing. It just seemed frivolous, muddy, petty, and spiteful of her to not even give a wedding gift when she quite literally had zero other expenses or contributions for our wedding. I spent $6,098 to be in hers, along with a lot of time and effort. I know I didn't technically give her a wedding gift, but my date did. Am I the rose petal here? This is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's it's a weird situation because no one's really like super wrong. No one did anything so bad. Mm -hmm. But both parties, it's a little eh. Like I think it's totally foul. No, valid. No, valid. Sorry, <laughs> I think it's totally valid that she didn't want Jolene in the bridal party. She already has twelve. And she doesn't really talk to Jolene that much anymore. They're not that close. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to. Because if you don't want her in the bridal party, don't put her in. That's totally fine. What did you think of her little creative something blue? That is so freaking cute. I think it's an I'm glad too. I'm glad the other bridesmaids loved it. I mean, college friends loved it. Yeah. What a fun idea, honestly. And it's a great way to include them. them. Yeah. Now they don't have to spend $6,000, you know? like yeah to both worlds for them yeah it's like okay wear a cute blue dress doesn't have to be a bridesmaid's dress so it can be you know whatever you want it to be so true a blue dress mm-hmm. i also think that it's not that big of a deal that jolene didn't give a gift mm-hmm. but it's like the reason that she didn't supposedly it feels way about it exactly and petty and just like rude for no reason there is an edit um and i can read you okay it says edit to add i have not been invigorated about spending money for her wedding for the last seven years to be honest i've rarely thought about it it was stressful at the time and i did express that to the maid of honor a handful of times as did the other girls that the expenses were both above and beyond what we expected it happened, I got over it, and moved on. The reason I included um, the reason I included this and seemed upset about it is because it felt like she purposely didn't give a gift to send a message when I'd put a lot of time, money, and effort into making her day both divine and one of a kind. Is Jolene still married? Yeah. Yeah, Jolene stopped working because her husband makes enough to support oh, yes. So she's like, I know it wasn't a financial thing. It just felt petty. Yeah, and especially with the letter that she wrote, it's clearly, it's clearly. Jolene is giving a little bit, um, like based off the wedding and the whole uh, amount the bridesmaid spent and everything, it's giving a little bit entitled. Definitely, I'd say the same. She insisted on these really expensive locations didn't give anyone a heads up hey this is how much i'm expecting you to spend for the wedding but also was like hey i'm expecting you guys to pay for this like not my family not myself right because she expected them to pay for it and plan it like the bridal party for these european excursions sorry that was so loud (laughs) yeah i don't i don't understand why everyone agreed to that because you don't have to also I can't imagine having to pocket like pocket out that much money right after graduating. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Where do you even get it from? Like, that's enough? <laughs> no. That's so crazy. And especially seven years after university, that's a while. Your university friends' roommates should not be automatically expecting that they'd be in your wedding it's different the year after because you literally mm. just lived together for what sorry one to four years so well, the, you're close other thing is yeah some of them if they were still your roommates if you stayed in touch like some people are really close with their friends from university or college still which is amazing and then in that case that having them in your wedding would be a different conversation right but that's not the case yeah, and from what it seems, her and Jolene weren't, like, crazy close to begin right. with. Right, did they even like each other? Well, it feels like no, and it feels like Jolene's wedding definitely severed some ties. 
Yes. And, and so I, why does it matter? It, yeah. And also, back to the Jolene being entitled, like, she got really upset when another friend didn't invite her to be part of her wedding. Like, in her bridal party. She cried. Right. So she's like, it took me five months to figure this stuff out just because I knew, like, Jolene was going to throw a tantrum. Right. But it seems like it's just making her wedding and the whole experience more negative, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, you don't have a relationship with this girl. Why even invite her, honestly? Yeah. Like, if she's just giving drama and unnecessary stress, and especially if you know her to be petty, it's not like you're going to get her best at your wedding. It's not like she'll be excited to spend time with you if you guys don't even really have a relationship. It's not like if you thought that you were going to get a really amazing gift out of it because of the money that you poured in and then also knowing her financial status like right yeah i say not worth it but she didn't really do anything wrong i think you just have to move on yeah but to be honest i wish that it hadn't gotten to the point where like if you invited her to the bachelorette party and she gave you a weird response that was when you should have just been like hey actually please don't come to my wedding so true yeah so true i assume it was a pretty big wedding though because there was 12 brides brides. Uh yeah almost 15 right oh my goodness sorry i got the hiccups we can't (laughs) that's wow weddings are so crazy because some people spend years planning them so true and they, like, so much money goes into one day and so much blaming and so much time into one day. And then I feel like when it's over, people just are like, well, wait, all this stuff happens and I didn't even notice. Right. And there's also, like, socially so much pressure and then so many, yeah. like, expectations like, oh, this person from my past or this person that has like connections to my family or this person is my family but like we don't have a relationship and there's just like all of these weird dynamics and layers and components I wonder if the story would be different if Jolene was like her cousin or something true you know like would that change anything or is it kind of the same dynamic that's a good question interesting yeah wedding stories are always so deep there's always like you said so many layers to a wedding in general let alone the little glimpse that we're reading yeah i also feel like a wedding like (laughs) it's kind of ironic because it's like a symbolism of a relationship and like unity but also it can really just bring out the worst in people and really be like something that destroys relationships <laughs> right oh my goodness. like the mother muffin story where literally the brother did not invite the mother only invited her as a dj well same with the, his brother right the muffin man aye aye yeah Or the one a few, well, I guess a couple months ago at this point with, like, the bleach blonde bride. Oh, yeah. Actually, those were the same episode. Oh, yeah. He's like, all bleach your hair for me. <laughs> for my bitch. So now the girls have to. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like... The way that the bride and groom both reacted to that was so different and so so opposing that it ended their relationship. Right. Do you remember the story a long time ago with the sister and every time her siblings got married, they didn't invite her? Yes. Over over and over, then she didn't invite them to hers? Yeah. That was also just like, that one honestly, it didn't even feel like she was in the wrong or being petty. No. She left me a little bit. It did feel justified, yeah. Okay, but is it being petty? If you're like, okay, my 
family as being so entitled and like has no um care toward my feelings my emotions my love for them but also at the same time it was kind of i'm not inviting you because you didn't invite me but at the same time i think that that really hurt all of those relationships definitely like i'm sure that her relationship with each of her siblings kind of just changed after that and became a lot more passive very true because she wasn't that much younger than them but they also were all just angry because they expected to be there right just like she she expected to be at theirs yeah i i feel like if it had been more of a conversation instead of less of like a we're all storming in and telling you off and demanding our invitation our invitations right i think entitlement is just a horrible trait we don't need that let's not bring it into 2024 let's not let's leave that in the past girl your hiccups they i'm sorry hopefully can you cut them out or no we're gonna be stuck there i will do my best Sorry. Can you do the magic dust or yeah, that magic? I, I will do my best. But if it thinks that you are like laughing or talking. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really trying to hold them in, but I keep trying to mute myself when I, I hear them. I feel them coming, but I just can't control. It's okay. Hey, hey. Well, this concludes our episode, our very first episode of 2024. I hope that this year brings so many good things to everyone. And it comes with many, many great stories. True. If you have any wild stories or interactions or experiences from the holiday season that you would like to submit, you can always message us on instagram you can submit anonymously through our google forms which is also linked on our instagram and we can link it in our show notes as well we love you guys we're excited to start off this new year with you and we hope that you have an amazing tuesday happy new year bye bye